0: And so, with the cup held high, the leave Croke Park, All Ireland football champion for 1949. All oh, beautiful me. You got all that I need. <laughs>
1: Dimpsey
2: hits Darren fair Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Column Coyle hit Infinity. Hello, listeners, and you're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. Mickey Brennan and Davey Rispin with you here as always. And, uh, Davey, um, on a Mead uh, GA front from the weekend from our county's team, it was two out of four footballers letting us down this weekend. The Cabools and the Hurlers flying the flag for Mead Um, and, uh, yeah, that's a, that's that's the only way we can put it, I suppose.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, not a bad weekend. Also, just you're you're forgetting one, and I forgot about them as well. The under twenties had another good win in uh, their competition. They beat down by four points. Um, don't ask me for the actually the exact score to date, uh, but they won by four, which was a good win because they had a red card to Rory Kinsler as well during that game. So they overcame that to maintain their unbeaten start as well. So not a bad weekend, all in all, Mickey. Yeah, okay,
2: we'll, we'll, we'll give
0: that. And and actually, there's another one
2: that we're missing as well. Is the uh, the was it the minor commoges? Yeah, I think it was. the beat, uh, yeah. beat Kilkenny, yeah, in the Leinster B Championship final. So, um, and, and won it well as well, Davey. I believe
0: it did. Yeah, was it a I'm just trying to think, was it a final or semi final? Uh, semi final, yeah, 117 to 16. So, an 11 point victory for me over Kilkenny. Great result.
2: Oh, well, that was in the semi-final. Yeah, absolutely. And a uh, uh, brilliant, brilliant win. And uh, well done to the girls as they make it on to the final now. The Leinster uh, minor B final, of course. And we're not sure who they're playing in that one yet. But we will uh, get that out on social media as soon as we uh, know who it is they're going to be facing off against. Um, just seeing uh, <laughs> a tweet out there, Davey, because... While we're recording this podcast, we've already put out our away day, match day diary uh, by yourself. Davey, while you went up to Own Beg, we're going to do this thing um, in the coming weeks and months where you're going to do some voice notes of of, of your preparation for the games yourself, for the mead games on away days or even on home days, and your feelings and whatever in the run up to the game. Half time, you might get a word with Fergal Lynch or, or or somebody else from the media, or even just a supporter that's standing beside you, and then um, uh, and then you'll do your your roundup at the end, and they're all the, these little voice notes, and I'll sew them all together and send them out as a as a podcast. We've already done that. We sent out the the dairy one, and uh, Fergal Lynch has just tweeted. If there's one thing I know, it's sandwiches, and of course that's in reference to one of the comments you made.
0: Uh, during the match day diary, but uh,
2: did you enjoy the whole aspect of of going up to own Beg and doing the match day diaries? Yeah, as well? it was
0: actually very enjoyable. Um, you know, and it, the the hardest part of it is actually remembering to to clock in and and to do them. You know, on an ongoing thing and not just leave them all to the game and stuff like. Because I listed the one from uh, that you sent me from the what the Cavan lads did last week which you were on, you were kind of playing the Fergal role at the game and stuff like that. Yeah. But I loved how Paul w- would talk about, you know, the odds and, you know, shite, like, because I think that's <laughs> what people love more so than us talking properly about a game and that. like. But uh, I was laughing because, like, I, I was all about Donald Lennon to get the first goal. At twelve to one, yeah, lasted all of fifty eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Terry had got the call. Yeah, but I did say, I did say whether he got it or not. I, I still, and I stand by this. I still thought twelve to one was too big. But anyway,
2: well, twenty to one would have been too big as well, but it wouldn't have come true. But um, no, no. yeah, um really, really interesting. And it's, it's, it's more about. It's not about the actual football. It's itself. It's about your thoughts and whatever. Like as any supporter. Uh, and what goes through your head on the day of the game, or whatever. So it's well worth the list. Um, and uh, do head on over to our Patreon, sources, Patreon services, Patreon forward slash We Are Mead, and you'll find all those um, extra podcasts every week. That was the first one that we sent out this week. We will be sending out reviews of the hurlers. And reviews of the Mean Footballers, and we'll be doing our Club Cup competitions, previews, and reviews and predictions later in the week as well. So, do look out for a whole host of podcasts coming your way. And, Davey, I suppose we've mentioned a few of the teams that did well and stuff like that. We're going to start off with the ladies' footballers on Saturday at 2 pm in Park Talchin. They were taking on the might of Mayo, and um, it was Mayo came away with the spoils, uh, two six to nine points. Mead leading seven points to three at half time, but goals win games, and two second half goals for Mayo were enough to see them over the line. And a little bit of controversy, I suppose, about this game—not about the referee, well, not about the actual game itself, but the rules of of, of uh, the ladies football. I'm sure you've seen the video of Nevo Sullivan where she gathers the ball and tries to go around a couple of players and then runs into a girl like who, who doesn't get out of her way as she's slipping to the side and the free is given against her. It's, it is the rule though. That's, it it is the rule. It's, 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 Nothing can be done until they relook at that rule. The referee didn't do anything
0: wrong in that situation. No, no, no. I get that. We, but like the issue is, we're talking about this every every second week. Like you know, yeah. a different example of it every week. And surely there has to come a time where they just say, actually, let's let's change. It. Like how, how many times does something like this need to happen before they actually go and actually, you know, adjust it? Yeah, it's it's
2: putting both players in danger. That's that's the scary thing. Like both players. Could end up or or one of them definitely.
0: That that was one of the worst ones though I've seen. I yeah. thought Nevo Sullivan could have been she could have been seriously injured there. I thought it was a it was it was dreadful. Um but but anyway, yeah, it's it's a disappointing result. Let's let's be frank about it. You know, Mayo were winless coming into it, albeit their three defeats were sort of by narrow enough margins. But Mead haven't been playing all that well. Um, whilst they've been pretty close and all f- three or four or four games now up to press they were four points up at half time they conceded 2-2 without reply in the second half and it it puts them down in and amongst the, with tough games to come like they've got to go to waterford who got another good win over the weekend as well and there's a little bit of danger there the issue for me is plain and clear to see we're just not scoring enough and obviously we're missing a few of our uh, talismanic players, namely Emma Duggan who you know, who just brings so much to the table when she is there but uh, Mead need to find a way and they need to find s- scores uh, or else they're not going to get enough points on the board to probably stave off relegation even at this stage you could say that but um, disappointing one for Mead
2: Yeah, you mentioned it there Waterford to come as well but uh, who beat Donegal well on the weekend Kerry, yeah. but Kerry is next up for Mead and, yeah. and they, Trent Dublin. Um 315 to 110. You know, mead are not putting up big scores at all uh at the moment, Davey, either. And that's a concerning thing. Now, look, they are missing a whole host of players, but how many of them are going to be back in time for the carry game next week, which now becomes a very pivotal, pivotal game because mead are in third from bottom on four points, just a point above Mayo, and uh Dublin play Mayo next weekend. So okay hopefully Dublin, we, we'd be hoping Dublin would get the victory there um, in that one and 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 just keep I suppose Mayo at bay but Donegal also who are in zero points are going to be fighting for their life next weekend and uh, they're going to be taking on Cork so you, you know we're still it, it's still so dangerously precarious down there
0: Yeah we talked about that last week I, I think it was, was it with you or was it with Alan after one of the games and talked about you know we had to that Mayo game was going to be defining in that it was either going to set us on a promotion push potentially or a, a relegation scrap and unfortunately it's gone that way now so uh you know I I don't to answer your first question I don't know or I don't think there'll be too probably too many back from injuries like we're not sure where Emma Duggan she came back came on against Galway the last day but she's obviously got a setback and missed out we we know Vicky's not due back for a while, Kelsey Nesbitt's out until the summer. Um, Orla Lally's not fully right yet either. So you, you, you kind of have what you have. Um, and in fairness, Neva Sullivan actually had her best day, game of the year so far. She kicked three points from play, but wasn't enough. And and scorelines like that aren't going to be enough generally against better teams. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, look, um,
2: we want to wish the girls the very best of luck. They travel down to Kerry next Saturday for a 2pm throw-in in Fitzgerald Stadium. Um, it's going to be a tough one, all right. And we hope that they can get something out of that game. It'll be a big ask when you consider that Carry uh, are the tabletoppers. But, um, uh, look, we want to wish uh, Davy and the girls the very best of luck in that game next weekend. Um, Davy on the Comogs front. Um, they got their league campaign off to a winning start with a victory over Leash. A last gasp free from Grace Coleman in added time, um, giving Mead the victory away from home here. And, um, you know, they'll take that every day of the
0: week. Oh, she's the will, because obviously there's a lot of newcomers on that team. There's a lot of girls not there at the moment, like just looking, say, on what Mead would have had last year. You know, the likes of, we'll say, Jane Dolan, Christina Troy, Amy Gaffney, Aoife Minogue, none of those sort of players are present. So it's it's a big win in that respect and you know fair play to Grace she's been on the panel a long time and she's probably only really emerged as a as a proper fixture in the team over the last 12 months and you know hit four points but as you said that clutch free at the very death to to get me the victory was was outstanding and Abby Donnelly getting one one from and uh, she's a new recruit to the panel Olivia Halloran who's been another young player sorry who's only coming through got a goal and a point as well and it's a it's a good boost for them um now, I do think it's going to be one of those years. It's quite an experimental squad, but positive to start off uh, on, on a winning, winning note.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And uh, they
2: are joined at to the top of the table with uh, Derry and uh, Kerry and Westmead drew in the other game. Cavan lost to Derry um, by nine points and are at the bottom of the table. So that's a, a local derby to look forward to as well. Mead and Cavan in Division 2 of uh, 2A of the of the Camogie, So, um, Kevin, who, if I'm not mistaken, only uh, went back to playing Komogi about three years ago. In fact, like didn't have a, uh, a county team for a number of years and went back about three years ago and have worked their way up year on year winning a league each year. So, they're kind of the surprise package in Division 2A. So, we'll move on now. We want to wish um, uh, the, the Kamogis the very best of luck uh, in, in their next game. I can't find their fixture at the moment. Um, again, it's not coming up on the website, so I, I'll have to look into that one again. Stay tuned to our social media pages where we will um be retweeting all that uh, in, in the coming days and weeks. Uh, moving on then to the men, Davey, and they, on Saturday afternoon, they travelled up to Own Beg for a game against Derry at 5 p.m., finished two fifteen to one seven in favour of the uh, hosts Terry. Two seven to three points at halftime. Effectively the game was over at that stage, Davey.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. A goal in the first minute and the last minute of the first half, putting putting the nail in Meat's coffin. Um look we'll, we'll obviously go into it in a lot more detail on the Loyal Royals. I think it's it's one that was we we knew it was gonna come at some stage. The disappointed thing was the margin of victory. I think if we went down there, put up a decent show, and we were kind of happy enough to maybe lose an early come back and try and build on it. It was just the margin. It was a flat performance. Um, was an awful lot of mistakes in it. You know, both um defensively and offensively, and savage amount of lessons to be learned and a realization of the golfing class that exists between. Still exists between mead and, and we'll say the top four or five teams in the country, which we're aiming to get to, but it's not mm-hmm. going to happen in double quick time. It's going to take time, and I, I think it was just a, it was just reality check, check and um, I think mead supporters will will have been disappointed, but will understand that this is a bigger project than maybe we initially thought, and uh, there's there's huge games to come, and I suppose mead have to learn quickly and and try and put things right next Sunday against Loud. Absolutely. Well, we will
2: be doing a full review of Mead versus Derry over on our Loyal Royals podcast. We've already mentioned the match day diary; that's already gone out. But a full review of the game itself, an interview with Colm O'Rourke and all of the local media um, uh, up there in Cork, it's great to hear, you know, Colm being so honest and you know upbeat about things as well. Um Davy, just something that you mentioned there as well about the task ahead of me, and that maybe it's bigger than what we thought and whatever, but I suppose realistically looking at it at the beginning of the year, we knew we we were going to be up against things this year. And if anybody had handed you two wins from your first three games, considering the three teams that we had to play, um, you'd snatch that off them. Like... You'd take the hand and all off them for, for two wins in three games with perceivable winnable games coming up as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and the, the missing piece is probably the the sustained performance. Like if you think back to Cork, we had a great second half. We were pretty poor on the first half. Claire, we were very good for 20 minutes, and then pretty average across the rest of it. Derry, Barham, we played well maybe for 10 or 15 minutes. So we're we're still playing in fits and spans. The issue I have uh, probably didn't mention this in the Loyal Royals, is that we're still going those massive chunks without getting scores in games. I think we went 32 minutes in the second third of the Derry game without a score. 32 minutes. And that's been a trend all the games this year. It's been a trend over the last number of years as well, and that needs to be eradicated out. But all things considered, with the amount of newcomers that we have in, we'll just take a full backline how inex- inexperienced it is for argument's sake. You know, I, I think two wins from three... Mead fans, as you said, will be will be more than happy with that. But we still need to go and win another our next two games, really, to to, to kind of reassert ourselves in the division. Yeah, absolutely. Um and uh, next up for me is loud
2: next Sunday in Park Tulchin at two pm, which becomes a, a year-defining game, um really for Mead and you know, I'm not trying to put pressure on them, but they they are going to come up against a very similar style of football uh, as they did last week against Terry. And they're going to have to come up with the answers and uh, and figure out what they're going to do because the win against Loud just, you know, opens up the rest of the season for you. A loss against Loud just puts a little bit of pressure and now you're on a losing streak. Rather than on a winning streak and you have them,
0: you have to find a way then to break that losing streak, if you get me, David Exactly. It, it it's probably similar to what we said about the mead ladies before the Mayo game, and that this this next game against Loud is going to be a defining one in the sense that if we win it, we're we're probably safe and we can look forward to Limerick and maybe have a crack at Dublin and Kildare and see where it takes us. If we lose it, you're kind of looking over your shoulder again after such a really positive start to the campaign with two wins from two the 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 prospect of a relegation scrap is sort of looming large on the horizon again. So it's it's a big game. Um and we sorry we knew we knew the likelihood would be that Loud at home was going to be a big game, regardless of how the start went, whether we got zero yeah. wins, one win or two, three wins, whatever the case would be this this Loud game was always going to be a big game. But it's intensified now because Loud have got their first win. They got the victory over Limerick today they'll be coming to Navin in, in confident mood and knowing that they could probably leapfrog meet with a win. So that's why it's such a big game of prospect. And it's it's just the game you want, in my eyes anyway, just after a heavy defeat against Derry. Get back on the road, get into Navin. Huge crowd is going to be there. Go and get the two points. And it's all rosy in the garden again, hopefully.
2: Yeah, when I mean, you look at the table, in fact, you know, uh, nothing has changed in the table. Neither's still in third place. Um, and, you know... not a whole lot of damage, let's just say. It was kind of a free hit uh, against Derry. If you go out and get your win next week against Loud, the game against Derry was and will turn out to be a free hit. But if you don't get the win against Loud, it turns out to be a disaster. But anyways, look, we want to wish Colin and the boys the very best of luck next Sunday when they take on loud in Park tolchon and we'll all be in to see that one so uh, best of luck to the lads. Moving on Davey and uh, to the hurlers and they were playing in Park tolchon on Sunday at 2pm they brought down uh, the curtain on a weekend of uh, inter-county senior action for Mead with a win over Donegal 123 to uh, the hosts Mead against 16 points for Donegal, 14 points to 8 at half time they were leading by six. They ended up winning it by uh, ten. scoring scoreline probably flatters them a little bit in the end because, in fairness to Donegal, they did give it a rattle in that second half and came right back into the game.
0: They did, Mickey. They had it back to three points with about 15 minutes to go in the second half, Breeze behind them and all. But credit to me, like they've done in all the games, they've finished really strongly. They've got, they've got an, influx, an influx of... Uh, quality off the bench as well, which has kind of served them well. You know, Sunday was no different. And it was a, it was a pressure game for them too, because Donegal were obviously maintaining and trying to maintain their 100% uh, start to the 2B to campaign. So for me to get the third consecutive win, there's actually a three-week break now. So they're in a really strong position. Um, And it was a good performance, I have to say. I know I know, 10-point victory, victory probably flatters them in the end, but... Um, it it was a decent performance. and very good displays from the likes of Damien Healy, Eamon O'Donoghue, Pajo Hanrahan again. Um, they, they were excellent.
2: And while Donegal did come back at them in that second half, win assisted and whatever Mead Mead looked all, always looked in control. By that you know yeah. one half sniff of a goal chance uh, that
0: was saved. They never looked in danger of losing the game. Exactly, exactly, and it was probably the same. Even again, uh, Sligo was probably a tighter game, but you never felt they were going to lose it, even though they were losing it for a long way, which is a good thing, I think, because you're confident in them now that they're going to see off these games, and I think the confidence is growing all the time. They're winning games again, which is which is positive, and um, they're they're playing some decent stuff, but there's still loads more in them, which, you know, which is a good sign as well looking ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Well,
2: uh, well done to Shorsha and the lads, and again we have a full review of Mead versus Johnny Gall from Park Tolchin in in Division 2 uh, AB of the Hurling Leagues from Sunday and we have interviews with Paul Ryan, midfielder for the Mead Hurling team, Nicky Pollard corner forward and of course the manager so do look out for those podcasts that will be dropping later in the week.
1: Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised automobile dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath.
0: Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin & Sons. If you need any more information on the automobile feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead.
2: Davey, it's now time to move on to the club results from last weekend. Of course, the club competitions are in full flow and uh, we're going to have a look through the results. I'm just going to pull them up here in front of us. Torch and Shield. There we go. Um, One game played in Division uh, C or Group C of the N2 Electrical uh, Security Supplies, Torch and Shield, uh, Davey, your own 10 minus the uh services of yourself coming a or to Slane, what can only be described as a terrible affair.
0: It was, <laughs> it was terrible. I was doing umpire for it, Mickey. <laughs> um, and there was a few lads not at the game. You know, on the WhatsApp, what's the score? And lads were updating them. So it was four three at half time to Slane. 15 minutes into the second half, someone says, Well, any update? And I said, No, the score is still the same. <laughs> it wasn't, it was still four points to three. 15 minutes into the second half, it was woeful stuff. But yeah, Slane got the victory. They brought on some of the heavy hitters towards the end and they, they kind of pulled clear. Um, but yeah, won't live long in the memory of that
2: one. Yeah, Slane won six, core turn four points. So uh, Slane securing the victory and securing top spot in the uh, she- Talton Shield. Uh, group C, and they will be playing in their semi-final against the team that topped um, Group B, which is Minalti, because they played uh, St. Mary's on Friday, and they got the victory, two thirteen to St. Mary's, three points. Um, Davy, I don't think you would have seen that one coming, St. Mary's side who have been moving well, um, but uh, just came up against a much more superior Minolte.
0: Statement win that huge, yeah. huge victory. I don't know where Mary's missing many or anything like that, but um Menalti are motor and Altair, Morton, well early in the season. They've got a lot of depth in their panel. And um I, I said it on podcast there recently, I don't know which one it was. I would have them right up there as contenders in this in this year's junior B. I think they'll go close.
2: Yeah, yeah, 100 percent Um, I agree with you on that one. Um, and they, as we said, will be playing in the semifinal against Slane. And uh, the winner of. There's, yeah, there's
0: there's one game missing from that, uh, which was played today as well. And that was between Kilmain and Wood and Boards Mill. And I finished a draw 10 points apiece, which means that Boards Mill goes straight into the final, courtesy a score difference ahead of Kilmain and Wood. And they'll be waiting in the wings for whoever comes through that semi final. Yeah, that's the one I was just looking for. It.
2: I couldn't find it for So, fair play to you for jumping in. We're going to move on now. To the Tolchin uh, Cup. And uh, we're going to start with Group C. And the game that was played today was St. Dalton's against Kilmainham in the local derby. And uh, a real close affair here, Davey. with St. Dalton's getting the victory, 115 to Kilmainham, 16 points. And um, what that meant was that we had a three way um, situation because uh, uh, all teams had beaten each other and uh, Kilmainham go through to the semi-final and score difference.
0: Yeah, Ulton's, if they had to put up a few more points, they could have had the most unlikeliest of uh, <laughs> pass through to the final. But they, they won the game, but Kilmainham, courtesy of their bigger win over Moila, yeah. did enough to just secure it. And uh, despite 12 points from Mickey Newman out of the 16 for Kilmainham, Ultons, you know, got a good win there, first of the year for them.
2: Yeah, two-point victory for St. Ulton's, but... Uh, to no uh, avail in the end. And it is Kilmainham who we'll go through to the semi-final and they will be playing Kilbride because Kilbride got the victory over Sidden in a top-of-the-table clash um, uh, on Sunday. It was a winner-takes-all and Kilbride won on a scoreline of 114 to Sidon's nine points. And you're talking about statement wins, Davey. Uh, that's a hell of a statement win from Kil- from Kilbride,
0: the young guns from Kilbride. Uh, I think so, Mickey. I think they're going to be they're going to be bang there this year in Junior A, I really do. Uh, the early signs of them are good. They've had two very convincing victories over Sitton and St. Vincent, who would be two of the teams that you'd imagine will be up at that stage of it as well. I know it's early days and all that, but they're one to watch, absolutely. Yeah, they really are.
2: And, uh, you know, you've already mentioned Minolte. You're looking at Kilmainham there as well. And, uh, you know, all these teams that really are to be watched in the different grades this year. Well, Kilbride will play Kilmainham in the semi-final and uh, gone straight through to the final. Um, Or have they gone through? No, they have, yeah. Clonagail, is it, Davy? Have gone through to the final of the Torching Cup. Um, they were defeated, if I'm not mistaken. They were by Ballon Lock on Sunday, 114-16. Uh, to 16. And uh, St. Bridget's and Dunsany played as well. And Dunsany got the victory one 9 to St Bridget's, 1-6. But by virtue of Clonagale's victory the first day over Dunsany, if I'm not mistaken, um, means that they have the head-to-head on them. But they do have the score difference on Dunsany as well. But they beat Dunsany the first day out, if I'm not mistaken, David.
0: They did. You're right. Yeah, they did. Um, yes, so Even though they got a bit of a towel against Ballon Lock, they just about clung on, yeah?
2: Yeah, and um, what that means is that Clonagale goes straight through to the Tolchin Cup final, and uh, they will be facing off against the winners of Kilbride and Kilmainham, and um, to lift the Tolchin Cup trophy. So moving on now to the Kornabonia. Uh, this is a little bit more difficult because we have two semi-finals in this one. So uh, from Group D, um, all games played here, and on Friday night in Millbrook, Oldcastle secured their place in a semi-final with a one fourteen to one five victory over Drumbara Emmets and Blackhall Gales. Uh, got their first victory of the year on Sunday with a one-point win over Bechtov And, Davey, that's uh, worrying signs for for Bechtov who have new management in place and everything this year. But Blackhall Gales, we would have given Bechtov the nod for the win in
0: that one. We would have, yeah. They they just probably haven't got their best team out on the field so far. Oldcastle doing what's expected of them. It was a favourable group at the start, but they've made light work of the three teams that they've played in it and uh, there will be a dangerous proposition for whoever to play in the knockout stages. Three wins from three, they're going well. Yeah, well, they're going to be
2: taking on Dalik Beliestown in the semi-final. Um, Dalik Beliestown played on Friday night and beat Matt Kenny out the gate, 218 to six points. And on Friday night also, it was Navinomathnees against Nobber, And Navinomathnees getting the win, 117 to one 17, a 10-point victory there for Navinomathnees. But the win for Dalik Beliestown over Navinomathnees Meant that they top the group and they will
0: face off against Oldcastle. That'll be a tasty semi-final, David. It will. Like Duliebelleus Town were without Shane Crosby, Robin Clark, Alan Bowden, and Tom Bowden. I think they are four other big players involved with mid under twenties and me seniors. That's a that's a huge win for them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Again, uh, beaten in last year's intermediate final. So, um, you know, when we've seen the strength and depth that they have, they're really doing really good work over there in Duliebelleus Town. In the other semi-final. The First team through to the semi-finals is St Pat's. They got a fifteen points to four victory over Dundry on Sunday, and um, uh, in the other game played on Friday night in Carlinstown, it was Waterstown with a huge victory over St Michael's, two eleven to one goal and seven. The win for Waterstown in vain, though, because St Pat's had beaten them well last week, one eighteen to nine points. St Pat's topped the table and go through to the semi-finals. Davy, um. Uh, Worrying times for Dundary as well. Have have management been put in place yet, or what's happening out there?
0: Not not as of yet, I believe. No, it's still Declan and, and Darren O'Fay, Darren Faye, sorry, assuming responsibility. Really worrying times. Like three absolute pumpins they've got now in that in that group. Um yeah. and
2: we've we we've seen big teams in intermediate plummet in recent years, Davey. You know, teams that were up at the top end and competing for intermediates, and all of a sudden go into free fall, and there's no stopping them then. Like, so someone's gonna to have to
0: do something to stop the rot here in in, in Well, well, look at Castletown a few years ago. Like that, mm. that's exactly what they exactly like Dundry. They were in a intermediate semi-final, yes. and then the following year they just plummeted got relegated. It was just a disaster. So Dunry need to kind of need to wake up, and obviously it's not. It's, it's not all to do with management around like that. Sometimes the players need to take a bit of responsibility as well. And uh, Look what I've seen a bit of them against Waterstown. It was a similar sort of story against Waterstown that it was against Pats. And they had a slightly improved performance at home soil against Michaels, but uh, that needs to be a wake-up call. It's only the cup. That's the good thing. Yeah. They need to try and put that right in the league now before Championship.
2: Well, St. Pat's booked their place in uh, the semi-final and they will be playing against Castletown, the aforementioned Castletown, who are making the rise back up through the divisions, um, uh, having plummeted down only a couple of years ago, like we said. Well, they got uh, a draw on Friday night and that was enough to see them through to uh, a semi-final. Drawn with Beliver, 12 points to one goal and nine. And Meath Hill got a huge victory. Um on Friday evening over long with twenty-two points to three in that one. But um Davy,
0: there's no stop in Castleton. There's no stop in Castleton, Mickey. They just they just march on. Um what what a what a sequence of results it's been on the back of obviously a really tough provincial and all Ireland campaign and that. And they're missing a few players actually for once as well. You know, we, we always assume they're going to be so <laughs> settled and stuff like that. But that fellas involved in schools and under 20s and different things like that, but it hasn't halted them at all. Not a bad group they've been in, admittedly, but but all things considered, they'll take five points from a possible six, um, and, and that's a massive win for Mead Hill. Uh, I think Davy Cattle's only a week in the job, but that's a probably a barometer of of how big of a task it's going to be, albeit they're missing an absolute cluster of players, but yeah. credit to Mead Hill. They've, they've come good in the last couple of weeks.
2: When was the last time Castleton lost club match in Mead? And send that one out to our listeners
0: uh, Karen Ross <laughs> last year in the league
2: I think yeah. <laughs> it's a long time ago it's a long yeah, time it's ago. early a year yeah, yeah absolutely so um, incredible stuff um, from Castleton and still going strong well done they will face off as we said against Pat's. that's going to be a tough test for them in that one I mean, know an awful lot more about where they are after that one so we'll move on now to the JMB Sports Field Services um, Fish Cup Group D this was the group of three they have all the games played Summerhill got the victory they needed um, over Wolf Tones in round two to put them top of the table and see them through to a semi-final. Uh, incidentally, Wolf Tones and Screen had to play each other um, on the weekend and it was Wolf Tones who got the victory one fifteen to Screen's 1-7. In a nothing game, it was a dead rubber,
0: basically. Mm, and Tones actually had their strongest team of the year out as well. Um, probably shows how much they really worry about the cup, but... Uh, they've won the Fesh Cup in recent times, I think, haven't they? So they'll yeah. uh, they have derived some probably bigger prizes now.
2: Absolutely. Well, Summer Hill are going to face off against St. Peter's Dunboyne, who got the victory um on the weekend. Oh god, I can't see it against Nafina, was it Davy? It was um on Saturday evening. Sorry, um, it was Dunboyne, one goal and nine, Nafina, ten points. The other game saw Balanabraki. Get the better of Curaha by three points in an entertaining 213 to 210 win. But, Davey, um, St. Peters and Boyne with three wins from three and all of their wins very, very, very close and very, very shaky and, and, and nail biting victories.
0: Yeah, and, and not many scores and any of them are at yeah. like that. I think 1 8 shared between David McEntee and Cahill Lacey out of 1 9. <laughs> but do you know what? Brilliant. And they had a really inexperienced midfield. I think two lads that are doing their leavings are coming up against Ethan Devine and Jamie Queenie and, and pitting themselves quite well against them. So, Joe Robinson will be absolutely over the moon, to be honest with you. Like, with the amount of players that are unavailable, that are away, that are at different things, I I I thought, you know, this could be a challenging year. It, it yeah. may well still be for them, but they've, they've in, in what was a tough group, they've come through it with, with, with flying colours, to be fair to them. Yeah, well, they're going to face off against Summerhill
2: in uh, the semi-final, and uh, from Group B, it's Dunmore Ashburn who finished on top of the pile with five points. And um, they got a victory. Oh, sorry, they got a walkover from Trim on Friday evening, and then on Sunday it was the turn of Simonstown to play against Rathold, and it would have been would have been uh, a really really tough. Uh, uh, end to the to, to the to the first cup group B if Simon they got the victory Davey they would have been on five points as well with Dunham or Ashburn and Dunham or Ashburn would have had a walkover so what would they have done then it would have been interesting to see but anyway it didn't uh, materialise because Rathout absolutely kicked Simon Steader back down the screen road in through and back into Navin up the hill on a scoreline of 216 to
0: one goal and seven but what would have happened then, Davey? They probably would have had to do penalty kicks or something like that <laughs> on a Wednesday night or something. It would have been a bit of crack. I actually have no idea. I'd say the CCCCCC are absolutely thrilled that that didn't come to fruition.
2: Yeah, I'd say so. And and, and maybe maybe they uh, they had a word with a couple of people from Simonson. That's what I'm going to put it down to. Um, Davey, so uh, as we said, Dunbar Ashburn topped the group from Group B. And they'll be facing off against Gail Column Kill of Kells, who got the victory over St. Column Kills on Friday evening, one fifteen to St. Column Kills, one goal and ten. The surprise package, I suppose, of Group A has been central soon, who finished in second place on four points and lost out
0: very narrowly to Gail Column Kill in the first round. They did, and they were excellent the next day against Column Kills, and I believe they were even better on Friday night against Dunshockland. This terrifically assembled um, youth academy of Central Time is starting to come to the fore and I, I don't think they're they're close to challenging yet for Keegan Cups, but in three or four years' time, I fully expect them to be back challenging where they feel they belong and that's at the latter stages of the Keegan Cup. It's a really, really good start to the year for them. Word on Gail Kill, like Bino Hanlon had got 2-12 in his uh, two games up to that actually missed... The game, and and you you could kind of fear for Kells without being, oh, not a bit of it. One fifteen they put up. Uh, AJ Tormey on the freeze, and uh, just a just a really good display against uh, a St Kill side who were always dangerous. And obviously Jody Devine at the helm there as well, so he did known plenty about Kil column Kill. But they'll have uh, th- that. That'll be a sweet one for them. They'll be happy with that, I think. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Speaking of AJ Tormey, I forgot to mention it. A huge thank you to. Uh, Mr. Tommy Alan Tommy from Kells, who stood in last week while I was away, uh, son of myself in Iceland.
0: Um, do you like the little bit of a uh,
2: thing there? Uh, Alan had but a few
0: great gags actually when you're away. So, uh, yeah. Go on, what ones did he have? Go oh, on. I can't, I can't Go remember they were that good, but you'll have to listen <laughs> back
2: <laughs> again. I'm not listening back again. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks, to Alan, and for to him for jumping in. Um. Uh, always uh, great to have him on the podcast. And we probably should bring him on a little bit more, David, and, and bring him in as a guest every so often for his thoughts and whatever. And we'll put that out to the listeners and see what they say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Could absolutely. do uh, um, Well, he, he, he could be busy because uh, he is involved with Kells. And of course, um, they're uh, true to the semi final of the Fesh Cup. Are they perennial semi finalists and finalists still at this stage in, in Fesh Cups? and... Yeah. And leagues and the whole lot. Can we still Find say it. that about them? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're going to be facing off in their semi-final against Dunham or Ashburn, as we said. So best luck to all the teams left in the cup
0: competitions. We don't have the fixtures for them yet, do, do we, Davey? No, we'll hopefully have them by the time we're doing our Patreon on the, the cups.
2: Yeah, absolutely. When we're doing the full review of the games. Um, Again, yeah, just to remind everybody that we've ran through all those results in the Fresh Cup. We will be going through... Uh, and doing a full review of the cup competitions Um we'll be doing previews of the uh, semi-finals and uh, uh, that are coming up in all the cup competitions and we'll be going through uh, the predictions from last weekend and see if Alan Tormey was able to pull back a few uh, points for me because David Risman really was putting me over the last couple of weeks but uh, we'll not talk about that because we're about to talk about it just a- again when we go to the gapredictions.com and um, Core Town's ongoing fundraiser but before we go to that we're going to have a listen to our advert
1: have you barely the patience to listen to a 30 second ad well then at husqvarna we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn instead kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn replacing it with the near silent cutting of a husqvarna auto mower smart home compatible and if that isn't your cup of tea, control Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to Green Fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910, or in store in Clonard County Meath.
0: Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin Sons. If you need any more information on the automore, feel free to call into us here in Clenard County Meeting.
2: Right, Davey. I wanted to delay this as long as possible. <laughs> GAPredictions.com. Um we had a look at them before the the, the, the uh, podcast started ourselves, and um oh I was let down. I was let down. There was a couple of brave calls I made. It just didn't come true for me in the end.
0: Story of your season so far, Mickey, isn't it? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's still four rounds to go, don't you worry? There is, yeah. We're not we're not yet halfway, but um you have a savage ground to make up. Um, and you could you could end up in a relegation scrap down the bottom as well, Mickey. If you're not not careful. A, not, not a
2: chance, not a chance.
0: Uh the one man who definitely won't is Duncan Lynch at the top of the table because he's crossed a hundred-point mark already after three rounds. He's been so consistent, 38 in round one, 31 in round two, and 32 in round three, gives him 101 points already, uh, and he sits pretty at the top of the table. To Zach Griffin in second, who's got 94, so he's seven adrift. Now, is, Logan,
2: that, mm-hmm. is that in the We Are Mead League? Yeah.
0: Yes. Are any of those lads at
2: the top of the actual league? Like Arsenal? Oh f- no, of, at the top of the actual GA Predictions League. The, the, oh, the, we, the we don't have
0: we don't have an overall league. All oh, right. Nice. Okay. Okay. That's okay, a, that's nice. an idea, though. But, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, no, we we are this is the biggest league that we have in GA predictions by some distance, in fact. And uh we are going to have a brand new me jersey for the winner as well. Brilliant. That's uh, that's news as well, which we haven't revealed yet. So. Right. Well, gonna well I'm finish. gonna I'm gonna yeah. stop
2: messing with my predictions from now on. Then, you know <laughs> I, I
0: think it's a little bit too late. Um, <laughs> even if you knock it out in the park for the next four weeks, you never know. Uh, Donica Leach, Zach Griffin, Nicky Gogan, who was the joint winner of round three with 40 points, propels himself up to joint third now with 92, where he's joined by the round one winner, Fergal Lynch. So the two boys uh, locked on 92 points, two of the round winners. How many points did Fergal Lynch have this week? He had 29. He was back. Back okay. a good week, yeah. After a disappointing okay. second week, um, I sit fourth with 88, 26 for the round, so I'm happy out with that. Uh, Thomas Burke is next with 86, 84 a piece for Barry Hand and Barry Crowley, 83 points for Terry Bruton. Sean Hughes has also got 83, as well as Matthew Hurley and Pat Lynch and Shane McNiff. Then it's Porrick Durkin and Shane Mangan on 82, along with Shane Mulvaney on 82. There's three players on 81, including Garrett Lynch, Colin O'Brien, and Tommy Owens. Colum Finley and Magus Joyce, along with Jelly, have 80. Shamie Gallagher and Niall Tallon have 79. It's Owen Finnegan and Kieran Shankey on 78. 77 is shared by Jaxar Kavanagh and Thomas McLeod. 76 points for Robert Perfield. Stephen Conley's on 74. David Byrne and Susan Farrell and James Lynch are all on 73. 71 points is shared by Henry Clifford, Kevin Coyne and Tommy Smith. 70 points for Brian Hallinan. 70, 69 points for Con Cleary, Brian Flynn and Aidan Smith. It's 68 points for a raft of players including Gary Alder, Nicholas Finlay, Kira Lawler, Alan McCormick, Richie Quigley. Mickey Brennan is on 67 points. Jared Smith is on 66. 65 points is shared between Damien Farley, Declan Masterson, Ryan O'Rourke and Tanya Roberts and Alan Tormey as well, who's not having a good time, but 14 points for Alan Tormey in round three. Jesus Christ. Um, Keith Sheeran, who has got better and better in fairness. He had an awful first week, but he's getting the hang of it now. He's up to 64, 27 24 points from his last two rounds, which is decent. 62 points for Davey Nolan and Shane Riley. Hora Carlin's got 59 Leo Weldon's got 58, Jason Keelan's got 55, and the last player, the club mate of mine, he's done all three rounds, he's got 54, is Jamie Koslo. so he's the worst player out of all players who have played all three rounds so far.
2: Okay, um, I've taken plenty of notes there, so I have. So I know that Keith Sheeran and David Nolan are behind me, so I'm kind of not going to look back, backwards, I'm going to look forwards. Con Cleary is ahead of me by two points, Uh, on 69. I need to catch him. Susan Farrell is on 73. That's another one that I want to catch. And Robert Perfield on 76. Mags Joyce and Jelly are on 80. Again, it's achievable. They're only 13 points ahead of me. And Colin O'Brien, 14 points ahead of me on 81. Davey, you know, that 21 points difference between us, that's that's a lot. Um, But I have full faith in myself um, to do it. That's uh, on average seven. For the next three weeks, I have to beat you by seven points each week, and then your best bet. I said this, to and you then, then the final ago.
0: week, and then the final week, it'll be just winner takes all. I said this to you a few weeks ago. Your best bet is me forgetting to do it one of the weeks, because <laughs> you got twenty one points this week, Mickey, and that's the margin you're behind me. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You only got twenty five, but I, I, I'm, I'm making some brave calls. I went for Cork. We were within, you know, three inches of beating Dublin and not too many people would have went for a Cork win. And I had two other games that I went for draws in and there were narrow victories. So, yeah, I just um, I just need that little bit of luck, you know, and once I get that little bit of luck, I know I'll have the, you know, I'll have the teeth around it and I'll be able to go for the jugular then. But uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. But it's great to have a little bit of uh, something to aim for. Um, who are you aiming for? Are you even looking up the table or are you just looking behind
0: at me? No, I can't really take the jersey. So if I can consolidate four place I'll be happy.
2: Okay,
0: okay,
2: okay. Right, fair enough Well, uh, look, again It's it's on every week um, You don't have to be in it For the seven weeks uh, You can do it week on week Because there is 200 euro Up for grabs every week The winner uh, uh, the, the, the There's 200 euro uh, Which is shared amongst What, the top three Usually,
0: Davey, is it Or top four? Well, top four If they're not on the same points But it, weirdly, this week Two lads finished With the same points So they just get 100 quid each uh, Christopher McGrath And Nicky Gogan So, yeah, yeah Joint so, winners Yeah, well,
2: well done to the two lads, and um, they'll pick up 100 euro each. And again, there's 200 euro for grabs next week. And it's uh, the prize money is given out on a weekly basis. But I think I might have given Davy uh, a little bit of an idea there. I don't know why you're not doing a, a full league, and um, and and have an overall prize as well for the winner of the of the of the whole league. Maybe uh, something to look out for for yourselves, because then you. S- get a few more into it next year but it is a, a really good uh success at the moment anyway so um well done to all involved so we're going to move on david to our lotto's and instagram interactive we we'll start with the lotto
0: yeah first up is my own cartoon mickey from last friday night the 17th of february thirteen 000 euro on offer the numbers were 4 7 14 and 25 but there was no winner pete riley shauna murray Kevin McGuinness, Shami and Mags Mulro and Helen Ward pick up for uh, 520 euros. We move on to 13,100 euro next Friday night, court forward slash Lotto. Longwood from uh, last week, the 13th of February, 1,200 euro on offer. uh, No winner. The lucky dip winners were Donna and Ronan Malone, James Weir and Eddie Healy. 1, 7, 19 and 26. The numbers there. Navid from the 14th of February, there was no winner, 4, 5, 12 and 23. The match three winner, winners and sharing €200 euro between them were Graham Mackin, Michelle Boland, Rose Curran, Catherine Flanagan and Aloka Tasty. Next draw takes place on the 21st of February, €8,100, euro, €150. Euro. Castletown uh, from the 14th also, €2,300, euro, no winner. 12, 19, 22 and 23. Lucky dip winners collecting 30 euro each were Jennifer Dunnegan, Tony Carney, Mary Smith, Geraldine Hand and John and Paula. Manalvi from last Monday night to 13th of February, 1, 5, 8 and 17. No winner, 320 euro winners were Conor Egan, Linda Rooney and Geraldine Taggart. The next draw takes place Monday, 20th of February, 1,600 euro on manalvigfc.ie or you can play it on the Club Force app. Next one comes in from Dunchoclin and Royal Gales from the 13th of February. Numbers were 9, 19, 20 and 22. No jackpot winner. Two match three winners collecting 100 euro each. Sean Caffrey and Philip Coffey. Next draw takes place Monday at half eight live on Facebook. 4,800 euro in the kitty with 200 added to that each week. You can play it on Club Force. Drumbara, 7, 8, 11 and 19. The number 6,200 euro was in one 30-euro winners were Ellis Maguire, Michelle Lynch, the Madden Boys, Margaret Flanagan, and Antoinette Birmingham. Uh, Walterstown from last week, the numbers were 117, 25, and 27. No winner of their 5,300-euro jackpot. They had two match-three winners – we were Lorraine Barrett and Martina Dean, sharing €100 euro between them. Next week's draw is open and the jackpot is worth 5800 You can play it on Club Force or pick up an envelope in O'Brien's Bar and Restaurant in Johnstown. Minolte, from last week, the 12th of February, €8,000 for jackpot. The numbers drawn were 7, 8, 19 and 24. No jackpot winners. Five match-three winners collected €40 euro each. Paul McCabe, David Farley, Beano Cousin, and Casty Elaine Nevin. One special online prize of €50 euro goes to Zita McCarroll. And next week's draw takes place tonight, Sunday, with €8,200 on offer. That's it for me, Mickey. No bother, David. The
2: Centristown Lotto takes place every Monday evening the jackpot this weekend. Or this Monday was 2,300 euro for wasn't Monday, it'll be 2,400 euro next week. And uh, you can go to any of their social media pages, you'll find the link to that one, it's on smartlotto.ie. And then Simon Sten's lotto last week was not won. The numbers drawn were 3, 12, 19, and 24. And um, the, the match three winner was Marguerite Quinn. Next Friday, the draw will take place in the clubhouse on February the 24th and the uh the jackpot is 2400 euro well, and I know that jelly is uh, absolutely delighted because the um the league of ireland has thrown or thrown in or kicked off or what do you want to say um again and uh, he's been a bit quiet he's, he's he's more preoccupied with that at the moment and probably preoccupied with looking after all the injuries in courtin as well david
0: yeah, God help him. He's really in for it now. Um, I'm actually commentating on a League of Ireland game next Friday night, so I mm-hmm. might have some for myself Uh, for you next Sunday night, hopefully. Good stuff. Well, uh, yeah, uh,
2: that is the lotto section done anyway, and uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing from Jelly later on. But it's now time to head on over to Instagram Interactive, and I'm sure it's been a bit of a mixed bag this weekend, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: It? It's one of them weeks, unfortunately, Mickey, that we have to we have to sort of contend with, don't we? They're great when they're all good and that, but obviously we can't always have it like that. Paul McCarthy is first in and he said, Can you explain how it wasn't a free on Nevo Sullivan, please? I can't. Uh, have a go at it though, Mickey, if you can. Well,
2: we, we spoke about this at the top of the podcast. The referee got it got it right by the rules. You're not it's it's just it's the rule, it's not the referee. No, it's, I
0: don't. I don't think he's played. He, but you know, like, yeah, but
2: how, it, It's how is it? It sh- should be a free for for uh David Sullivan. But the rule in the ladies' game is completely different. It's it's just horrendous. It's 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 horrendous, I and mean, we we've been going on about it like we're like a broken record going on about that rule the whole time. Shea
0: Kenny said terrible performance.
2: Um, which one? Um,
0: he's,
2: no. uh, you know, um, he's he's obviously talking about the the, the meat lads. Um, look, terrible performance. What are you gauging it against? Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, is he saying that we're one of the top teams in the country because Derry are a division one team the way that they're playing at the moment and the way they've been yeah. playing for the last couple of years? Me, they're not
0: at that level just yet. Yeah, no, and like, look, let that, let's. It, it was a terrible performance, I think we could say. But, but I, I agree with, with what you're saying at the same time.
1: Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30 second ad? Well, then at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower smart home compatible and if that isn't your cup of tea control Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear contact PR Coin & Sons your authorised Automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath.
0: Hi Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin & Sons if you need any more information on the Ottomore, feel free to call into us here in Clenard County Mead. Um Denise Farley asked, where's Conor McGill? Well, Deck uh, don't follow that up by saying, has to be, I, I don't know, I, he's missing a word, has to be, I'd imagine, asked, what the hell is going on with Conor McGill, he said.
2: Yeah, um, well,
0: we have an answer for that, Davey, don't we? Yeah, he's, he's, he's been, he's been drop from the panel essentially Mickey um, I think he was told last week and, and the lads were informed the 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 squad as a whole were informed I think Thursday night as well um, It Um it, it's one of them we talked about on, on the Loyal Royals um, it, it is a, no, a notable sort of omission from the panel because he was popular of the year in Mead last year, Captain were told to the Geegan Cup, he was one of our last all-star nominees and stuff but he he's obviously come back late due to injury and he's probably just a a little bit behind the rest um not sure if there's possibility that he could come back at some stage or anything like that but at this point in time he's he's no longer part of the panel we believe yeah that's
2: the story and and look it it probably took uh, longer to come back from injury than we would have expected and then I'm sure they'll be monitoring his progress um with with Holt in, in, in the upcoming fixtures. So um as Colum has said, like it's it's never a closed panel. Exactly.
0: Deck F. Dunne also said also Colum and Co. need to rely on need need to not rely on kickball against a blanket defense.
2: Yeah. Um it's something that really frustrated me was that we were kicking the ball at the wrong time. When the the blanket defence was set up and we got the ball up beyond the 45, then they were trying to kick it into that crowded area. Whereas what you want to do is when you turn the ball over up the other end of the field and you've got Derry out of that mass defence, that's when you're supposed to kick it. So that was a frustrating thing to watch and it looked very naive uh, on the part of Mead.
0: Uh, it did indeed, Mickey. Um, Next one comes in from Robert Purfield, and he said, hopefully a lesson learned in own bag Better be, because we're
2: going to come up against something similar next Sunday, Davey. Um, what do you think?
0: Yeah, it, it, hopefully it won't be as extreme, and we, we will definitely have probably more of the ball and more opportunities to... <sighs> To, to probably penetrate loud on home soil and that but it will you're right it will be a, a similar enough exercise so that's why those lessons need to be learned ASAP
2: yeah yeah 100% uh,
0: Shane Mangan said aiming oak exhibition today
2: yeah well you were there you saw it and what five points from play Davey
0: he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. He was the same against Wicklow the first day. Um, won everything out front. Hit five points. He, he was in scintillating form. It's a man that had a bit of a virus as well last week and was out for seven to ten days. You'd forgive him for looking a little bit sloppy, but not a bit of it. He was outstanding.
2: Yeah, yeah, fantastic, and another, uh,
0: another uh, man that's really shining for Sarsa Absolutely you got your tongue, you got your tongue around that as well. <laughs> you
2: know,
0: <laughs> every week when I'm about to interview him, it's like, <laughs> come on, just, just it right. doesn't matter just what remember. I say in the interview. Just get just get his fucking name right. <laughs> uh, Brian Flint, <laughs> still third in the league. I think we will have a much improved performance next week.
2: Yeah, um, that's something that we again just mentioned there a couple of minutes ago. How um, you know it doesn't change anything on the table, um, and we're still in the same. You know, we're still in the same boat as we were in last week. But a loss next week just flips that all on its head. You know, victory. If we get the victory against uh, now, in essence, that was a free hit against Derry, and and it was a really good learning uh, uh, task.
0: Absolutely, Hyen Rush uh, is next in, and basically echoed what Rob says: a lesson learnt in Derry. So, he, a little bit more kind of the lesson has been learnt and doesn't need to be learnt. But
2: yeah, yeah, so, yeah absolutely. Well, look, we've come up against the teams before, and we have to start learning.
0: Absolutely, Colin Mcarivie, <laughs> Monaghan win finally, and we both had them in our predictions, Mickey. Yeah, both of us went for a Monaghan win um,
2: over, over Donegal. I don't know whether that says a lot for Monaghan or says very little for Donegal. Um, but, um, yeah, um, I wonder if they'll be starting a We Are Monaghan uh, um, podcast next. Maybe maybe Mert-
0: Mr. Macarini could start it. Mm. Lucky to be working, said. I have the fear, lads. <laughs> What's he fearing? Oh, yeah, I think he had a busy, he had one of those weekends. Was he
2: in Derry as well?
0: Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I think he was in Maynooth's shop. He was uh, supporting local in Manute. Ah, I see. John Kelly, Mickey. Okay. Just giving you a John Kelly warning. So, yeah, Just give me a second. I'm getting the pen and paper out. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> um Overall, good start to the league. First time we have won our first two league games in a row in 11 years only the fourth since 2000 we have won our first two league games in a row other times were 2012 2005 and the year 2000 mead haven't won their first three league games in a row since the 1990s we didn't win our first three game three league games in a row in the last 23 years there is a possibility we haven't won out our first three league games in a row since the 1990s and column was playing mead Kildare, most outside teams sorry, most teams outside Kerry, Dublin, Mayo have a problem beating Ulster top teams since 2000. Mead haven't beaten a top Ulster team away from home in the league in the last 23 years since the 90s. Mead haven't beaten top Ulster teams in the championship in the last 15 years since Tyrone in 2007. Kildare haven't beaten top Ulster team in the championship in in last in 93 years since 1928. That's that uh awfully haven't beaten a top ulster team in the championship in 42 years leash haven't beaten a top ulster team in the championship since 1936 my point being top ulster teams exception being dublin has huge problems for leinster teams in the last 20 years plus to expect column to sort it out in a week in weeks uh Sorry, just to, to expect Column to sh- sort out in weeks a problem that me have had for over 20 years is not fair or rational. It will take years to build up expertise, experience, strength and conditioning to beat top Ulster teams. Be top Ulster teams like Kerry, Dublin, Mayo do, you become a top team. We need to give management at least two years before we rush to judgment. Rome not built in a day. Sorry for the long posts. Just think it needs to emphasize how difficult play it is to play top Ulster teams like Derry. Wow. Absolutely class. Some uh, stats in there. Um
2: I suppose that answers my question about you know why we've been struggling with Ulster teams, Stevie. You know, I, I mentioned it to you already. Is we just don't seem to be able to beat Ulster teams. And you know, it's uh, it's it's a trend with Leinster teams, it would, it would see seem.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Um, again, I'm not I'm, I'm not sure why we're, we in Leinster are so far behind in that respect. Possibly it boils down to the strength and conditioning, but whether you like him or not, uh, like it has to be said, Rory Gallagher has has done some job in Derry. He was probably, he came in at a good time in that they were at Division Four. they were at the lowest of the low and they could only go that way. But I suppose the players that he's brought through the system that they now play the Ulster champions for a reason, and, and I think they're an outstanding side. But it's funny, the, the, the funny teams me. in Ulster. I don't know you 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 might be better placed to sit to to um to talk about this, Mickey. But what I find is they all have their days. Like they, none of them go on to dominate like Kerry or Dublin do, or even Mayo do. Like you you see Tyrone or Donegal or it could be Derry Armagh. You know Monaghan even. They they have those two or three years where they're up there and they're they're as good as there is, but they do regress. So I suppose if if we're looking at it from a mead standpoint, we'd love to get to that stage. But what's more is I think it's important that we stay at that stage. If that if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. No. No. I I hear you. Um. When you, when you talk about reg- regression and those top teams in 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 Ulster, you know they. They don't regress too far. No,
0: okay, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and Derry and, and being the exception,
2: probably Derry being the exception, went back to D- Division Four and then have rocketed back up. But like you look at D- Derry are an enigma. You look at how good the club scene is in uh, in Derry and the amount of players that weren't playing for Derry for for a long, they, yeah, you're right for a long yeah, time. Yeah, so yeah, they, yeah, like they should have been, you know, uh, participating at the top uh, table. And you look at the amount of Ulster teams that are in Division One. And uh, you know, and in and in Division Two as well, the ones that you can kind of look down at. I don't, I don't mean look down your nose at. I mean look down the, the divisions at are Antrim, Down, and Cavan, and um, and Down again. Kilcoo, they, they had a, something similar to what happened in 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 Derry, where uh, the club scene was going well. Kilcoo were going well. They wouldn't commit to the county and. You know that the, the down plummeted down through the divisions. Calvin got relegated from division three, sorry, division two in 2000 and uh in 21, I think it was, on seven points. So, you know, like they, they were they were lucky and then they plummeted down obviously to um division four. The, the standard is a collective standard, really, in Ulster. Do you know that kind of way? And you're playing against top opposition in that Ulster championship all the time. Um. You don't seem to have that in any of the other counties. At one stage, Leinster was really competitive. You know, yeah. we go back to the 80s and 90s, but it was Meath and Dublin that really dominated.
0: But, but even in the early noughties, yeah. like when you had, aside from Meath and Dublin and Kildare, you had Leash and, and Westmead. Yeah. I suppose the Paddy and Mick O'Dwyer era of those two. So you essentially had five teams, like it is now in Ulster, you could say, between five and yeah. six teams. Um, um, but it's been a while. Yeah, Yeah,
2: it's definitely been a while. But, um it's 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 a bump bearer of mine with with me that I hate when we when we get drawn against a monster team. Um, Certainly, yeah. But but eventually
0: we have to try and we, we sorry, we have to overcome that. And yeah um yeah, it, it's just yeah, it is. It there is definitely I don't know if it's technological if it's if it's whatever.
2: The only way I suppose to be to be able to uh, play with them is to be in Division 1 and be consolidating yourself in Division 1. In fact, isn't this the first year ever that we haven't had Leinster representation in Division 1 of the Allianz Football League? You know, yeah. So, yeah. so that's where yeah. and, yeah. yeah. and we yeah, And many and many Ulster teams are in Division 1. You've got Monaghan, Duddy Gall, Tyrone, Armagh, Four, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and more than likely we'll have Derry next year as well. Well, look you don't know who's gonna be go there. It could very easily be Donegal or Tyrone would could, likely
0: be one of them, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, or, or Monaghan as well. Like, or, or, Monaghan, or Monaghan, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So look, yeah it's it's just the strongest the strongest province um collectively and they're bringing up the level of 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 of, of standards in, in the rest of the counties, I believe. Vicky that's it. should Mm-hmm. Oh well, look.
0: Um, uh, John Kelly hogged Instagram this week.
2: John Kelly was dead right and and and, and absolutely incredible stats. And you know, to think that it's twenty three years since we won three games in a row um, on the spin in, in in the National Football League. Um, that itself tells a little story of its own. So it does. So um, and and having not beaten a top Ulster team since two thousand and seven, that's sixteen years ago. Um so yeah, these are all records we want to change. Um, we want to make uh much much shorter on on, on, on the on the yearly um measurement, I suppose. Um well look as you said already, don't forget to head on over to our Loyal Royals podcast this week. We've got a whole host of them going out there. We've already got one gone out. It is, of course, the match day diary from Owen uh, own beg and um uh needs defeat to Derry. Um, on Saturday afternoon but Davy has an audio uh, documentary done on the whole day and whole visit to Derry so um, yeah do look out for that one and the whole host of other loyal Royals podcasts that are coming out this week look that's it for this episode of your uh, We Are Me podcast remember We Are Me why matters more